Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Dave Kirpin. He is the co-founder and chairman of Likeable Media, an award-winning social media and word-of-mouth marketing firm. And he's also the founder of and CEO of Likeable Local, a little software tool and platform uh, that makes posting and doing all the things we do on social media a lot easier. And he's written several books, but today we're going to talk about his latest book called The Art of People, 11 Simple People Skills That Will Get You Everything You Want. So Dave, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me, John. It's great to be back. So I had uh, Guy Kawasaki on the show. I've actually had him on a couple times, and he put out uh, The Art of the Start 2.0, and we were recently talking about uh, when I interviewed him for that, kind of what was the hard part for a lot of entrepreneurs? And he said time and time and time and time again, so that was like four times, um, it's the people part, managing people, dealing with people, that that's the part that entrepreneurs aren't really very good at. And so I love it that you have written uh, a book for you know this age of folks that need to figure out how to manage and work with and influence and inspire people. Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately I think that um – People skills are basically, at least I argue in this book, the key to to everything, whether it's in in, in business or even even at, even at home. And you know, so often we kind of take for granted these things, but we're really never taught people skills in 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 high school and college. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no classes on people skills, so somehow we're expected to just either be sort of natural born people people or or I don't, I don't know, I guess muddle, struggle th- muddle and struggle through. And, and so I, I wrote this book so that, you know, whatever level we come in at, we can improve our people skills. And obviously, I mean, we all need to improve our people skills. It's like, I mean, no, no one's perfect. So we can all always get better at this sort of thing. Well, I think you happen to be a really good people person just in my interactions with you and watching and witnessing how you uh, work. Is that something that you feel like, well, yeah, I was just sort of born that way or do you work very hard at it? Good question. Well, first of all, thank you. It's very kind of you to say that. And I would say, frankly, both. Um, I think that, you know, I do think that some people are sort of more inclined naturally than others. But I think that the to, to, to just blow it off as, okay, some people are better than others and that's it, is really a disservice because ultimately, um, like I said, we all get better at the things that we practice. And I like to, I like to use the example of, um, of an artist. You know, I'm a really crappy painter, but guess what? If I practice painting every single day, if every single day I, I, I painted and painted and painted and read books on it, and really put time to it, I would become a better painter. There's just no doubt in my mind that I would become a much better painter. It's the same thing with people skills. Whether, whether you have the natural inclination or not to be good with people, if you practice it, if you work at it every day, you're, you're going to get better. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things. I mean, there's certainly people that can say, look, I'm just not good at this. I just don't like doing this. But I think the reality is that's like saying, well, I, I don't like bookkeeping. Well, it's still got to be done, you know, as part of your business. And I think that leadership skills and being able to influence people is going to, I mean, your be- your business is going to benefit from your ability to do that. And so it's probably one of those things that you need to pick up Dave's book and read or, you know, certainly get work at getting better at it because it's a necessary part of the evil, if you want to call it that. You have to get better at it no matter what. I mean, I was just talking about... Um, Mark Zuckerberg, and if you look at him, he's obviously hugely, hugely, hugely successful. 
uh, founder, CEO, tech CEO, maybe maybe the most successful of all time when it's all said and done. You know, in the early years of Facebook, his people skills were just atrocious. I mean, I mean, he was a coder in a in a in a uh, in in his dorm room, coding with his friends and building you know uh, software, but. You know, if you look at some of his early speeches and early interviews with the media, I mean, it's like it's like basically everything you shouldn't do. Yeah. Um, but he worked at it really hard, and and he got really good at it. And and today he, I think, I think most most everyone would say he has great people skills. Well, it didn't it didn't come naturally. Yeah. I promise you. So one of the things you start the book with, and and this was sort of eye opening to me. I mean, I'm sure I've heard it. I'm sure everybody's heard this, but. To, to really kind of pin the whole book on the way you get good at this is the first thing you've got to do is know yourself. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people are so focused on what they want um, from an outward perspective and what they want to get people, what they want to get from other people and like figuring other people out that they don't do like very, very basic fundamental homework one on 101 of figuring yourself out. And you're, you're, you're just making it a lot harder if you're, if you're trying to figure out the rest of the world without figuring yourself out first. So I, I, I think it's really important to work on yourself first and figure yourself, yourself out first. And there's a wide variety of ways that you can do that, of course. I think the most important thing is that you do focus on it one way or the other. And in, 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 in The Art of People, I give one particular uh, personality test that I've become very, very fond of called the Enneagram that's uh, actually centuries old and has been really valuable for me to better understand what motivates me. And in turn, we've actually administered it on over 100 employees now. And it's really helped us um, become better managers and, and, and just better uh, leaders of, of all the people that we, we work with. Yeah, and I think, and, and there are actually uh, in, in the book, and we'll put them in the show notes, uh, a, a couple links that you share for people to go find out about those and even take a, a, a quiz that you have in the book. But um, I think it's really important because I think a lot of people misinterpret or, or certainly misunderstand how people interpret them or how they impact people and 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 this whole idea of leadership styles i mean i'm very direct i'm very like well it's obvious isn't it um when, when i give direction to people and i've come to learn that that's not always the most helpful way to give uh, direction to people and that i think you have to realize how you impact people and and how some of it can be disempowering when you're you know you're trying to empower people and you're actually having just the opposite yeah, no, it's totally true. And probably my my favorite um, little chapter here uh, that I think addresses that pretty well is is about the, what I call the platinum rule. And you know, so often we you know we we've learned to live by the golden rule: do unto others as we'd want done to ourselves. When in reality, that's a bit of a flawed flawed rule. I mean, it's a great rule. Don't get me wrong. I'm, uh, who am I to criticize the Bible? But <laughs> Um, the reason it's a little flawed is that we're, we're all different. So, you know, you, you, you like giving direct feedback because probably you, you, would, you would best appreciate direct feedback given to you. Right. But the question is, what would the person that you're talking to most appreciate and really uh, understanding who it is you're talking to and what they would want before you decide, you know, how you're going to uh, how you're going to treat them? And by the way, you know, a lot of people say, "Okay, well, that's great, Dave, but what if you don't know the answer to that question of how they'd want to be treated?" Well, to me, the simple the simple uh, thing to do then is is ask. <laughs> you know, how 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 would you want me to approach a situation like this? How would you want me to to manage you in this situation? How would you want me to to treat you in this situation? And then you get your answer, and then it's very easy. 
This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by my friends at FreshBooks. I have loved this tool for a really long time. Uh, it is super intuitive, makes creating, sending invoices really simple. You know you got to collect the cash, you got to keep track of the expenses, and you got to collect the cash. That's really what it comes down to uh, in your finances. FreshBooks takes about 30 seconds to set it up. You can personalize it for your brand, and your clients can now start paying you online, which for many people can speed up getting paid. You'll know whether or not they opened up an invoice. Really, really great tool for creating invoices, but it does a heck of a lot more. Uh, obviously, that's one of the key features, but you can also track your expenses and put them into categories so that all of a sudden the, the bookkeeping and accounting stuff gets a lot easier. Of course, there's a mobile app. You can track cash flow so that you know when to expect money coming in. Time tracking. If you're doing uh, any invoicing or projects uh, that are hourly based, you can just put it right into FreshBooks. So here's the thing you need to know is that if you are a person that uh, really does not like the numbers, uh, maybe especially if you're one of those people, FreshBooks is offering a month of unrestricted use to all duct tape marketing listeners. It's totally free right now, and you don't even need a credit card to get started. Just go to freshbooks.com slash duct tape. So the the book is categorized in about 11 uh, categories, but then 50-some practical, very amazingly practical, simple tips. And I tell you, you do one of the things that I, I really love. Maybe it's my ADD that comes in here a little bit. But at the end of each chapter, you have this fast or these action steps. So you read through, you get the lesson, you get the story, but then you say, do this. And I really love books that are structured that way. Yeah, thanks, John. I really I really wrote the book that I wanted to read here. Um, for me, I, I, I did the action steps and I did the uh, lots of short chapters because I think you know, one, there's a lot of business books out there that are all theory and just not enough. What do I actually do right now? And I think that, you know, every business person I know likes the what do I actually do right now kind of, kind of thing. And then the reason I have so many really short chapters is that who the heck has time to read a whole book anymore? I mean, it's like, it's like you know, it's a serious commitment to read a book. And um, the way I read now is mostly through articles. And so I wanted to, you know, out of respect for the way I read, um, you know, give people something that, hey, if you want to read it straight through, great. But if you want to read it literally three, four pages at a time, um, you know, it, it can be it can be done that way, too. So um, I have seen some comparisons to Dale Carnegie's uh, incredible work, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And uh, there's uh, one of the tips that I think is is um, admittedly taken almost directly from uh, Dale Carnegie. Be interested, not interesting. And I, I think that uh, that's an example of one that is, is really hard for people. But I think if you step back and think about some of the interactions you have, uh, you know, that person that just – you come away thinking, boy, that person was really great. And it's probably because they let you talk about yourself. Exactly. And um, so first of all, of course, uh, I'm, I'm just just uh, uh, touched and, and blown away by any – even being in the same paragraph uh, as How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's such a classic, classic book. Right. Um, the only downside to that book is that it was written almost 100 years ago. And you know, a couple things have changed since then in the way we communicate things like, say, the internet yeah. – well, and, and, and just even the sexist language, of course, you know, because I, <laughs> right. I uh, uh, a year or so ago did a book club with uh, with my staff and I found myself going, oof, 
had forgotten how, how outdated some of that language is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, but, but that being said, there are some really classic lessons in there. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, uh, the importance of being uh, uh, interest, interested instead of interesting is one. And, and yeah. while, while you can use that in the sort of old context um, or in really in any context, you know, to update it, it really is true in social media as well. And, you know, it's an important reminder that while we all think about using social media uh, or attempted to use social media as a megaphone, and of course it's great to be able to sort of get the word out about things via social media, the real advantage, the real power of social media lies in the ability to listen at scale and pay attention to your customers, to your to your uh, prospects, to your employees, to your partners, to your competitors, to the media that that that's 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 really powerful and to when when you show interest in in others they they will uh, reciprocate and want to be part of those conversations let me ask you this because <clears throat> i struggle with this idea a little bit because you you definitely we've all run across that person that is clearly practiced in the art of you know realizing that <clears throat> if they want to start a conversation if they want to be uh, interested, then there's a series of five questions that they should ask everybody. And, you know, we've all been sort of party to that person that comes up with the, so tell me what you're most excited about in your life right now kind of question. And I, I think I think those can be very valuable, but they delivered in the wrong way. They can almost feel really, you know, disingenuous almost. I totally agree with you. And, you know, and I, I've even gotten some flack from you know, I did an excerpt of uh, uh, in Business Insider of one of my chapters on um, the most important question you can ask in a meeting be, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And I got a whole bunch of people like, yeah, come on, how can I help you? We all see through that and blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. You know, like anything, th- this book, in, or- in, order to, in order to make this work for you, in order to make these people skills work for you, in order to make questions like, how can I help you? And what are you most excited about right now work for you? You have to be authentic. You have to be real. You have to really care. And you can't fake that. You just can't. I mean, if you fake that, people are going to see right through it. People are going to think you're being salesy or schmoozy or annoying, and it's not going to work. But but I, I, I tell you, if you are authentic, if you really care about what the person's excited about or how you can help them or what they're up to, and um, that, that can show too. It really can. And um, you know, there are definitely a lot of cynics out there about yeah. this, but, um, but I, I can only tell you from my own experiences and from those that I've, I've met along the way, I, I really do believe that, that this stuff, uh, that this stuff works. And by the way, if it doesn't work at the end of the day, you still know yourself that you care about these people and you can live with that, you know, versus, versus, uh, you know, if you do it as in a gimmicky way, then yeah, yeah it, it may or may not work, but you, you didn't really have the right intentions to begin with. You know, one of the things I find that's really helpful is uh, you, you mentioned that idea of people saying, you know, let me know if I can help you or is there any, I, you know, I get those emails all the time from people. Is there anything I can do or on LinkedIn, I'll get those. And, and that's actually a really hard question to, to, to answer. I mean, all I ever think of is, yeah, wheel up, you know, a wheelbarrow full of money to me, I guess. You know, right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I love it when somebody asks, they, they've taken the time to go look at what I'm actually doing and ask something very specific about helping and and actually suggests a way that they can help. I always find that to be uh, tremendously authentic. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think you have to be 
careful because you don't want to be so leading as to make it salesy like right, thing sure. that you can do to help. But that being said, yeah, you're right. And, and for, for what I like to think of is in general, what what could you be, what what where can you add value for someone that you 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 can be pretty confident that they would want to take advantage of it. Right. For instance, I I. I, I I meet with a lot of entrepreneurs that have had lots of success, but maybe haven't written their own book. And so since I happen to have written a few books that have done okay, I can coach people, even if they're far more successful and far smarter than I am, on, on bringing a book to market. Um, one thing that I tell, quite honestly, and, and you may laugh, but you know, when I speak to colleges, college kids are like, what the heck can we do, Dave? Like, how, how the heck could we help someone? And I say, look them straight in the eye and say, I, I have news for you. You could call up pretty much any Fortune 500 CEO on the planet right now and offer to teach them how to use Snapchat. And, <laughs> and they would have absolutely no clue how to use Snapchat, and I know that you do. And so, you know, it's really just a matter of thinking about how you can truly add value to someone. And if you, um, I just believe that we all have ways that we can add value for, for everyone else, so it's kind of a matter of figuring that out. And to your point, you know, having a couple of ideas ahead of time um, – up your sleeve is, is actually um, a more generous thing to do because yes, yeah, sometimes the how can I help you question it can be can you know can be met with well if I knew that you know I, <laughs> right. you know, I it wouldn't be here. So let me ask you this: What's with the orange shoes? <laughs> yeah, you know I love I fell in love with the orange shoes, um, and um, I had this experience that I wrote about in the book where you know I was looking I was fundraising for our latest company and. I was looking to meet this particular investor named Dave McClure uh, out of Silicon Valley, and he was uh, going to be at this conference in New York where I live. And so I scheduled, I registered for the conference, thinking, "Okay, great, I'll find him and you know, get him to you know, pitch him, get him to invest in us." And little did I realize that there were about 500 uh, plus other entrepreneurs, all all with that plan that day. And so I suffered through the whole day, um, never never met him, and I was kind of bummed at the end of the day about wasting a whole day and a few hundred bucks at this conference. I'm, I'm looking at my phone during the cocktail hour, and and I, all of a sudden I hear, I need to meet the man wearing those mother effing shoes. And I look up, and there's Dave. He had sought me out at a conference where you know everyone uh, was um, was trying to find him. And you know we talked for a couple of minutes. He introduced me to one of his associates, and they invested several hundred thousand dollars in us a few weeks later. And you know. Well, that story is, you know, great and all. I, I, I'm not. I'm obviously, I'm not telling people if they wear orange shoes, they're going to get hundreds of thousands of dollars, or even that everyone out there should go ahead and wear orange shoes. Now, I do happen to have now 33 pairs of orange shoes. I wear them every single day, um, and for me, it helps me stand out from the crowd. And so, my my point in the book is, um, get, why not give yourself an advantage of standing out in the crowd with a signature item, and whether it's shoes or a scarf or a hat or a tie or a purse or a bag, uh, something, uh, earring, something, some sort of color, some sort of accessory that you wear that makes you a little bit different from the rest of the group and, and fit with your own personal brand. To me, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And there's almost not a day that goes by where someone doesn't come up to me and say, hey, um, uh, my favorite color is orange or love your shoes. And it's just a conversation starter. And I think that's especially helpful for the more introverted folks out there that, you know, aren't as comfortable, like starting conversations with people yeah. uh, day to day, day in and day out. And it makes you more likable, Dave. Well, well, orange happens to be the most positive persuasive <laughs> color, John. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a true story. 
So um, there were a lot of things in here that were, while they were all very practical, I mean, there were some things that, that uh, certainly others have said and you were a great reminder of, but um, I'd love if you could talk about uh, the, the whole, the, I, I found one, one of the most intriguing things was the whole chapter on the advisory board as a, as a way to, to, to be the art of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, truly believe this is the single uh, most valuable chapter for business people out there. So I'm glad you asked me about it. Um, people ask me about my success. And the number one thing that I, I tell them, quite honestly, is that um, I have surrounded myself with people that are smarter and more successful than I am. And that really helps me. Um, and, and so along those lines, you know, a few years ago, I said, you know, I have, I've been blessed with some great mentors, some great friends along the, along the way who have helped me with my business. Why not actually get them together in the same room and have them sort of formally helping me on a regular basis? And um, my first thought was, you know, can I really do this? I mean, I have a pretty small company at this point. Is it really uh, you know, feasible to set up a board? Um, and then, you know, I did some research and I said, sure I can, right? So. Um, called up all these folks, and, and uh, much to my um, delight, and they they all pretty much all of them said yes, and uh, we put together this board of really terrific people that I had met in business and finance and uh, law, you know, and and um, since then we've down now done two advisory boards, one for each company, and each quarter uh, we meet with them and, and and talk about challenges that we're going through and. And get help, and, and you know, it's 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 different and better than just having mentors because it's people you know who are exclusively focused on you and can run ideas off of each other, and you really get the multiplicity effect of having multiple smart people um, focused on you and helping you you at once. And I, I make an argument in the book, you know, I I, um, I kind of expanded this concept from our mutual friend Dory Clark, who who uh, I, I saw had written about the power of advisory boards even for individuals. So, so now, you know, in the book I say, look, even if you're not a business owner, you can put together an advisory board. You could be a stay-at-home mom thinking about going back to school and put together an advisory board. All that is is like just people who are uh, going to be there to help you and focused on, you know, on you. And it, it's really it's, – it's a very, very powerful concept. So um, some of the other – Categories, you know, leading people, inspiring, resolving conflict. Um, I, I must admit, I enjoyed the last one as much as any. Keeping people happy, um, and let's end uh, today with uh, talking about make it a honey day. Yeah, um, it's funny as uh, as as honey uh, comes in from our other office to use this room, so that couldn't have been more perfect. Um, <laughs> the idea behind so. Make it a honey day. Uh, honey day was a day that our, our HR director, Brian, over at Likeable Media, started literally completely randomly to honor one of our employees um, and dedicated a whole day to her and, you know, created a banner and uh, cake and all kinds of awesome treats to celebrate her. Um, and literally, it was totally random. And it, 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 it was really awesome because, of course, honey felt amazing. Um, to be, feel that kind of honored, but really the whole the whole company thought it was pretty darn cool. And then you know, everyone wonders whether they'll be next. And 
and have their own day dedicated to them. And uh, it, it's kind of like uh, the, the, the theory behind uh, slot machines uh, uh, called psychological theory called variable rewards, right? When you walk into a casino, you know, there's always a slot machine going off somewhere and you don't know whether you're going to be the one that, that, that pulls the next winner. You know, when you're, when you surprise and delight people, when you, when you do those kind of outrageous, memorable things, um, they have a very lasting impact, not only on the person, but on, um, on the whole organization, because who knows, you know, when, when it'll be your honey day. Yeah, awesome. So, Dave, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I'm talking with Dave Kirpin, uh, The Art of People, 11 Simple People Skills That Will Get You Everything You Want. And, uh, Dave, you've uh, created a site for the book. You want to tell people about it? Sure, sure. It's artofpeoplebook.com, and that site has uh, uh, lots of more information about the book. There's a free quiz you can take to find out about your own people skills. Um, and of course, uh, you can order the book. And actually, John, you know, you, you'll you'll appreciate this or be terrified of this as a fellow author. I, I just I, I just announced a money back guarantee on the book. So anyone that does not like the book, all you need to do is tweet me uh, at Dave Kirpin, or you can email me, and I will gladly send you a check for the entire cost of the book. You don't even need to return the book to me. Wow. Uh, that does not terrify me. I think that's awesome. I wonder what your publisher think, thought about that idea or if they even care as long as you're writing the check. <laughs> they, they, they love it because they're not writing the check. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Well, uh, again, love having you on the show. This is at least your second time, maybe your third time, and appreciate everything you do. Love the book, The Art of People, and uh, I'm going to be in New York in a few weeks, so uh, maybe we'll uh, bump into each other. Uh, I always end the show by saying hope to see you out there on the road and uh, hope to see you in New York. Well, you're, you're always welcome and, uh, uh, in, in New York, and I, I do hope to see you in New York uh, this year in October for a, a Royals-Mets uh, rematch, John. Uh, that, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I hope the Mets have a good season in, until that point. <laughs> great, to, great to chat. All right, take care.